This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. You're the one who protects the flock and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Penalty! That is a massive decision! I'm with Gianfranco Zola. I feel that Knockout is looking for this penalty, 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 penalty. Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter Spaces, everybody. Um, I say good afternoon. Obviously, 95th minute winners for the opposition is never a joy at all, especially with the season we've had. Arguably an improved performance, but of course we know that the game comes down in the end to what happens at either end, in either box. And from an, uh, you know, an encouraging second half performance and trying to go for something in that, in that game, uh, two missed opportunities in, what, the 93rd minute from King and then from Loser. And, of course, everybody who says it, it's the hope that kills the sucker punch. That I think quite a lot of us were almost kind of almost waiting for because just the season's just been that way. Uh, if we can get to May and get that done and get over and get started again, God, that would be nice. Justin, sir. Hello, Pete. You know, I'm not going to say to people, how are they? Because I've done that last week. And I really piss people off. And I do apologise. I'm going to try not to do it. What, what do you think of that for the afternoon? Well, the weather was nice, wasn't it? I mean, it was nice to see some sun. But listen, we've been piss poor all season, Pete. We've been yeah. piss poor all season. You can't, you can't really moan about that game, to be honest with you. I mean, it was... Yeah, I mean, the second half, I thought we had the better of the second half. I think we, we held Brentford back. Uh, and then, you know, right at the end, you think, oh... It's 2-1 and it isn't, and then it's 1-2. And there's just, you know, you just kind of resign to it all, mate, to be honest with you. I'm not even angry. I've got beyond being angry after sort of West Ham, Norwich, that kind of part of the season. Now it's just, let's get this done. Let's get this over. Get it finished. Let's let's move on because it's just awful. Putting yourself through this every Saturday is no one's idea of fun. Uh, I've never seen a team this disinterested before, I don't think. I'm not going to. Be sad to see any of them leave. I can't think of one player I'd want to keep out of that lot. It's just rubbish, Peter. Absolute rubbish. As a tactical person, what did you make of it? Um, I think I think a lot of the the, the stuff with a a lot of the defeats, it has come so far down to not necessarily being a tactical 
element. It's been down to so many individual errors that have been littered throughout the season. We've mentioned him here. They've been mentioned in a number of different social media and fan support. You know, fans and supporters have mentioned it. You only have to look at last week. I thought, I thought tactically, it, it was odd that we waited so long to make a change. Uh, and then I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what people what people come on and say. As ever, if you hit the request button, we can start to get you in and have a chat with you and see what you think. For me, in the middle, I thought Sissoko seemed to have a bit of an off day. There was a moment when we were doing some very odd stuff in the early part of the uh, of the of the first half, and Christian Eriksen basically dropped in. We were trying to press them high, and Eriksen just dropped into literally the left back spot for them and drew Sissoko forward and they just played it out and then he just basically sprinted away and he was he'd left Sissoko 15 yards behind and Sissoko was much run, faster running forward to press than he was to run back and it was just little moments uh, like that but over the course of the game you you've, you've got to say I think that we we deserve to get something out of it but the problem is the game is decided in in either in either penalty box in either penalty box uh, Carl sir you're there how are you Oh, I said it. Jesus. I can't believe I didn't last uh, yeah. two minutes. Yeah, thank, thanks for that, Peter. Just, just, just to kind of, uh, I guess, uh, bolt onto what, what's already been said. Uh, no bollocks, no kahunas, no want, no desire. The same old stuff, really, week in and week out that we've had to, we've had to witness. It's all, it's all been very poor, hasn't it? Sorry, someone, someone opened their car door next to me. I, I think their, uh, their, their, their phone caught me. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. Just, just no bollocks, no kahunas, no, no want, no desire. Just been the same old shit, really. It's uh, Justin summed it up very well there. Just a second ago, we there isn't many players that you can sort of name in that first team squad that you want to keep hold of next season. There's a couple for me, but I think today sums up our season. You know, we've had a, a golden opportunity to go and win that game, really, and we really should have taken that. And then we go, they go down the other end, and they they nick it, and it it kind of just sums it up quite nicely in, in, in some roundabout way. It's it's so poor. I just want this season done with. I want it finished so that we can kind of draw a line in the sand and, and go again. Because quite honestly I'm finding out I'm finding it difficult week in and week out to talk about this crap now. I, I honestly I just I I don't know where to go with this. I really don't. Well, no, it's been, it's been a it's been a difficult season for everybody, and it's not been punctuated with enough uh, enough wins or enough moments of of well of any for any form of joy. Speaking about with any form of joy, I think I think Uncle, you'll agree that's a great segue to bring you in. Let's uh, let's get this one uh, let's get this one uh, in a started because uh, I think we've been probably waiting. Some people have known that uh, Uncle, you're on, but you've got a bit of background noise there, mate. Uh, Uncle Ron, is it now? I, I want to ask the time. Should we call you Uncle Ron or should we call you Rupert? I think you probably obviously have both nom de plumes, but which one should we say? No, I don't mind either or, actually. You know, I, I am okay. Rupert, right. so. <laughs> now, Uncle, right. Uncle, I'm going to call you Uncle because I like Uncle Ash. I, I, I think that, that sounds homey. Um, we all know how you feel about the club. You have, um, in, in, in previous spaces, you've described yourself as despising the club in its current guise. So I think we know how you feel. Yes. But, uh, but here we are, early on into the into the uh, into the spaces. Let you have your ten minutes because we had loads of people in last time. So I kind of cut you short, um, and I had to cut a lot of people short. You had to get through a lot of stuff. But uh, sir, what would you like to say this week? Well, the main thing I want to say is, 
Um, people have been saying, be careful what you wish for when I have said it's time for Pozzo to leave. And we have now lost 10 home games in a row. Watford FC have been in existence for 100 years. They've never lost 10 home games in a row before today. It's unlikely they'll lose 10 home games in a row under a different owner in the future. They may keep losing home games under this owner. But how can it be worse than this when it has never been this bad? And, gentlemen, you've got to start saying Pozzo and Duxbury out because this is the worst ever. And I've been a supporter for 40 years. I've been there under Jack Petchy. I've seen the Bassinias. We never lost 10 in a row under them. I mean, it's outrageous. Un- un- uncle, uncle, will, yeah, you, yeah. Will, you, will you get on a plane and come over from the States and stand with us outside Vicarage Road? When we do that, it's interesting. It's difficult. I have a, I have I know, a, I have a, I have a young but asked, son. But, so but it's answer the answer the question though. Will you come on a plane and stand with us outside Vicarage Road? Yeah, demanding if, that if you're going to next season, I could do that. Yes, okay. practically, well, I, I would do that if I. Could, I will yes. stand. I will stand with you then, sir. I will All stand right. With you. Okay. As, as a question, Uncle. Thank <laughs> you for that. Sorry, and and. Um, Look, it, it's logistically difficult for a lot of people to, to get to places, and you you more than make up for it in uh, in an online presence, shall we say? What would you say that? I mean, I would suggest that we're we're struggling from the unfortunately named Peter Principle, which is the the Peter Principle is that somebody in normally in employment gets promoted to the level of their incompetence, i.e., you go up until you find your natural weight, and then gravity starts to take effect. When we went up previously, we had a different type of premiership. Yes, you had Man City. Yes, you had um, uh, Chelsea there. But we've now got, you know, even the likes of, um, you know, really kind of coming down to about 14th, 15th, have got people, I mean, look at Everton. They've got uh, they've got Mashiri and did have an oligarch with them in Usmanov. And it's we're really fighting up against something. What do you think would it take? And who would you say would be, the, the person or the type of person who would take over from uh, from a potso because it is one thing to say we're not happy the current model isn't working and i think we we've we've discussed that on here a, a number of times by the way guys i can see you waiting i will get you in but we just want to cover this this initially off if that's okay um who do you see or what type of person do you see coming in to buy the club and what level would it take it on to? Because in the Premiership, it is fiercely competitive, as we've seen, and even well-funded clubs have struggled. What do you think, Uncle? Well, I, I could point to the Brentford owner. I think his name is Matthew Bentham, something like that. Uh, Brentford, a historically smaller club than Watford, I would say. They have a 17,000-capacity stadium. And, and look where they are. They use um, very, very, very good data analysis. I think that's where uh, their owner made his, his money. And and we don't do that. And people talk about the Pozzo model. It, it doesn't work. It, it's backward. And I think the talk about not being able to compete with the other premiership clubs is slightly, it's a bit of a, a, a cop-out. And I, I, let me, I must say why, because go on. Watford let Gerard De La Feo and Pereira go to Udinese. The transfer fee for those two was supposedly 20 million. It the last set of accounts, I don't know if that's been paid yet. Watford also bought Passetto from Udinese for £8 million. 
and have loaned him back there the last two seasons. Presumably that's going to carry on for the duration of his contract. We brought in this Samir centre-half, who's dreadful. Their best centre-half at Udinese is someone called Bacal. He could have come in. The relationship is entirely now to the benefit of Udinese and to the detriment of Watford. Maybe not to the accounts of Watford. Well, it is, actually, because the debt's on the book, but certainly to the team. And this is why people have got to speak up and say enough is enough. Fair enough. Uncle, you have articulated yourself beautifully because you said exactly what you feel. The one thing I will ask is that... um, I, you know, you, you say exactly how it is and you ask people to do what they what you feel that they should do. I think you have to, at some point, um, as was suggested last week by, by Sam, when you said, why don't you go and do this? His suggestion was, you know, go up and uh, go, go and set your own podcast up to talk about that. Because if that's how you feel and you want to articulate it, then go and do that. Because obviously people will talk about how they feel. We think it's really vital to get every fan's opinion on here, including yours, and be, be as representative as we can. Can throughout in terms of that so thank you for your for your contribution there pitch if you want to come off of mute sir if you just click the uh, the mic button at the bottom um I, I won't ask how you are or if you've had a good day what's your take on this afternoon's proceedings and how things have gone this week how are um well uh, thanks for letting me on as ever um mate absolutely brilliant um been listening no worries uh, uncle ron was spot on for i just caught the tail end of what he was saying and he was um spot on to be honest people need to stand up and say enough's enough now but in um, starting from the game anyway first half was an utter disgrace from a team that's ch- trying to stay up or a glimmer of hope staying up it was unacceptable for any team wearing that famous Watford badge second half much improved we had a go very unlucky, uh, but that's the effort was there. But once again, it's pretty much summed up like a few games have summed up our season. Poor defending for both goals um, left them with gifts, gifts in our, our own uh, six yard box. And yeah, complete sitter by loser. But um, yeah, up to, to the point where Janssen actually scored his goal, I was uh, um, pleasantly surprised with the, with the improvement um, that. We showed in the second half, but yeah, like I said, summed up our season. But um, Pete, mate, as regards the the whole season, mate, not just the week, the whole season, because you know I've batted on enough about what's happened in the whole week and what's kicked off on social media. Uh, of course. My, my opinion of the whole season is Duxbury's got to walk. Um, the director of football's got to go. I'm not going to bash the pot, so I just think they need to get people that could run this football club and clearly... Duxbury is the um the you know the head coaches of there's too many of them have fallen under the axe now being thrown under the bus by the players now and um I think that Duxbury need and Duxbury needs to go I think we need to get someone oh, else in. Pitch, Pitch, you won't be in the next meeting if you say that mate you won't be at the next fucking meeting if you say that I've, I've already told him I'm not going to be at the next meeting mate because I would say that fair play to you um, yeah, mate. Look, honestly, honestly, Cole. Um, you know, we, you, me, Pete, everyone here, um, every fantastic per- listener here is gonna gonna have their opinion. But I think not that I want to go with the minority, uh, the majority, because. But you know, when he said we learn from our mistakes, I mean, how many times are we going to hear this? And um, simply, we haven't. We just we just haven't been good enough. And. It's all stems from when we got to the FA Cup final. We never backed Javi 
properly and the problem started from there there on and how many games have we actually won at home in the last taken away from the championship since the FA Cup final really I mean it's been poor isn't it if I may jump in at this this point uh, very very quickly uh, one thing I took away from that meeting is that uh, the day-to-day running of the club is not the Potsos no it's it's Scott Duxbury so when we talk about the Potso model uh, and when we talk about the Potsos hiring and firing managers, it isn't. It's Scott Duxbury. Yeah. And really, the buck stops with him. And, and really, if we're going to call anybody out, it has to be, unfortunately, Scott Duxbury. He's the man in charge. He's the CEO. He's the, the governor of it all. And really, you know, we need to sort of like start looking at him rather than the Potsos. I think the Potsos have been... but It's all been very, very good. We've had a very, very piss poor season. Let's not beat around a bush the last two and a half years in fact have been pretty piss poor since the uh, FA Cup final it hasn't been a joy watching Watford at all really um, and something has to change and it's going to have to be at the top I think yeah, you but I, one thing I want to impress on people is it's, it's, one thing I want to impress on people is it's not the Potsos necessarily they're the I'm money I'm sorry I, mu- I must come in here it's not Scott, Scott Duxbury asking for Gerard Delafeo and Pereira to go to Udinese. It's not Scott Duxbury, and I don't like. I don't think Scott Duxbury is doing a good job. But it's not Scott Duxbury saying, "Let's pay eight million for Pasetto and then give him back to Udinese on loan for the next two seasons." And it's not Scott Duxbury saying, "How oh, we'll does you know we'll that, that rubbish centre half? How do you know that? Their best centre half. How do you know that, Uncle Ron? Just how do you know emotional attachment to Udinese? How do you know that, Udinese? Here we are again, guys. Everybody talking at once, and that's wonderful. I'm glad everybody's talking, but we're on Twitter Spaces, and if you're listening to this. You don't want to hear everybody talk at once. Um, Uncle, you just mentioned the fact that obviously everything is, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's Udinese um, involved. And therefore, it's them who have decided that, for example, Delafeo, Pacetto, um, uh, Roberto Pereira, etc. moves across. I think that that's a that's a reasonable observation. Carl, if you want to come off mute and answer Uncle's point there. And then after you, Carl, Pidge, if you can come in and have your say so that we can actually respond to Uncle's point. My point is, how, how does he know? That, that was all my point was. How does he know these, these facts and things? The man lives in America. No, how, 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 does it, how does he know all this information? Yeah, look, I'm sorry, but the Potsos have just have trusted people to run their club. And, and I would actually agree with Justin here that it is Duxbury that is the one that comes out and says, we've learned, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And... He's he's got to go, not the Potsos. The Potsos agree. Have got to agree. Get people in. Agree. One hundred percent. Agree. The Potsos have got. The Potsos have got to get people in that know the leagues, know what they're actually doing. First off, and we need to get a scouting network that doesn't always shop at Udinese. We need to get people, and I'm not necessarily knocking Samir or anyone like that, but we need to get scouts that can go around these leagues. I'm not saying get League 2 players or anything, but know what's required from each league because clearly our buying policy this year and when we were last in the Premier League was simply not good enough. Okay, it did did its job in the Championship, but we need to have a sustainable model which includes making a link between the under-23s and the first team as well. I'm not expecting five or six youngsters, but... Can everyone come off me? Can everyone come off mute and just give that man a round of applause, please? 
That is exactly what we're talking about. Just everyone come off mute. That's a round of applause. That is exactly what we're talking about. If I may, that was mentioned at the the uh, the, the supporters committee meeting, whatever it was called. It was that you, you said that you are going to start seeing a lot more of the academy players coming through. You are going to see a lot more of the under 23s coming through. That's what I took from that meeting. But what I yeah. also took from that meeting, and I can see two or three people that were there listening to this, is that Scott Duxbury more or less put his hands up and said, "I run the day the club. To- the day-to-day dealings with this football club are solely yeah. Scott Duxbury. He actually Thank said you. that to the people that were gathered. He said, I'm the person that's in charge. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that was there. Mm-hmm. Sam, you were there. Carl, you were there. That's what he said. So as far as I'm just, concerned, the, the buck just stops it, with him. Just here, just here at the buffet as well, by the way, guys. Thank you. I had Carl, one Carl. pie. That's enough. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I don't mean to openly disagree with you, Justin, but one pie is never enough. Uncle, sir, you have very kindly gone on mute. Come off. Just give us your response, which which was to the question about how you know, because you're located in the US, in terms of whose fault it is within the within the business, sir. Far away. I think, no, I, I must make my point clear. I think Duxbury is strongly at fault. I'm no fan of his. Fair but enough. the Udinese point is indisputable because the father of the Watford owner is the owner of Udinese. There is no emotional attachment from St- Scott Duxbury to Udinese. Scott Duxbury isn't saying, oh, let's give them uh, Gerard Delafeo and Roberto Pereira and uh, I've got to be, you know, and then Watford pay eight million for Pesetto and then loan him back the next two seasons. And I'll be careful with my words. That's an extremely strange transfer deal in my view. But that is not from Scott Duxbury. That is to help Udinese. And Scott and Duxbury said, runs a club. Scott Duxbury runs a club. I was but who's telling him to I, do I, it? I, I, well, it's, listen, I was, I was at a meeting, as were others, very yes, recently, yes. Scott Duxbury runs the club. So I understand if, that. So, so uncle, that. uncle, uncle, yes, if, if, if we're asking somebody to leave the club, which yes. a lot of us do agree on, it's Scott Duxbury, not the Potsos. Oh, both should go. Both should go, Carl, in my view. Both. But 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 if if both go, we, yes. we, we right. Just 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 for a second, just for a very very quick second, Carl, make it twenty seconds because I yeah, want to go to Hamill because he's I been waiting do, patiently. Yeah, and also, and also, I've yes. always been good enough not to jump across everybody. So uh, that's so <laughs> so go okay. on, in you go, and then we're going to throw to Hamill. Thank and you. We've got some more. But anybody else who wants to make a point, God bless you. Can be, you can be pro, you can be against, you can want to talk about the game. Anything, any point that you feel you want to make to everybody, just jump on and request. Okay. All I'm going to say is the Potsos bring us one thing. They bring us the infrastructure in the sense of what their recruitment. They bring us all that, those teams that and their wide branch and, and net of all these players that they can bring us. Okay. Some haven't worked. The, the current crop, I agree, haven't worked. You know, look at Richarlison. It's a profit, so forth. That's the club we are. We bring in players, we, we, we play them for a year and we'll make a big profit. That's the idea. That's, that's how this club works. That's what we're about. Scott Duxbury is a different animal to this. Listen, Scott Duxbury's got his own problems. He's got the West Ham issue still going on in the background. We know, we know what he was sacked for at West Ham, what he did with Tevez and, and so forth. So Scott Duxbury is a separate issue, okay? But the Potsos are a different different enemy in this they're, they're a different they're a different thing altogether so we, we can't link the two together I, I personally have witnessed 
that Scott Duxbury runs a club week in and week out, and I hold Scott Duxbury responsible. Okay, right, Hebble, sir. If you are, I think, I think uh, Carl threw you outside of the pub in order to say, "Yeah, we'll be you there." Now you've been waiting patiently. We've been outside for a while. I'm right next to him. I'm right next to him. I'm right next to him. God, you can't get away from him, can you? Um, and, and, and there. Hemel, you say your bit, then we're going to go to Sam. Sam's joined us again. Thank you. Good to see you, Sam. And then we've got some more requests. Um, Ed, I'll come to you. You've been waiting patiently. And Thomas and Will, we will get you on. We want to hear all of your points. Uh, Hemel, far away. What did you make of the afternoon yeah, um, and the week so far, mate? Yeah, no. Again, I didn't expect anything less than a loss, I'll be honest. Um, absolute lethargic performance again. Um, all I can say is just, you know, Relegation is dooming, and I think we should just reset from then and uh, rebuild. Um, what Pidge and Carl said, totally agree. I wouldn't put blame on Fozos. Definitely, it's Duxbury who's in charge of this all. And um, yeah, I, I honestly think that we really need to rebuild. And uh, if Duxbury is going to say, you know, he needs to really, if he wants to rebuild this club, he's he's got to really say what he really thinks because. Sometimes I take whatever he says with a pinch of salt and, yeah, I just don't trust what he's saying. Uh, you know, Pozzo's, they've re really rebuilt this club since they've taken ownership. You know, they've really rebuilt, you know, from Zola onwards. And, you know, we're, we're, hitting a, we're hitting a bit of a peak at the moment, like, you know, obviously going downhill. But I don't think they mean any harm. I think Dutchbury really, you know, even he, he's even said that I... You know, I'm really sorry about my mistakes that I've made, which is which is something that's quite raw to come from him. And I think that he should take responsibility of what, what what's happened this season. Hemel, great call. Thank you, sir. That's brilliant. I want to go to Sam now. Um, Sam, who very kindly came on last week and, and faced some uh, um, so, some flack on social media, but uh, has never hidden. Um, did, a, did a really good um, uh, Q&A session in, in midweek as well. Sam, if you're there, uh, if you want to come on uh, and just tell us what, tell us how, you, how your week has been and, uh, and if it's improved any until this afternoon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. Oh, do you know what? It's, uh, it's been a difficult week, to be honest with you. Um, well, I don't even know where to start about today. It's just pretty much sums up our season, doesn't it? So, T. Very um, much so. Yeah, a difficult week for me, um, as I'm sure everyone knows, but just focusing on today, I'd get rid of Roy Hodgson now, to be honest with you. I think we might as well just start planning for next season. I think, you know, no one's going to get us out of this, not even Guardiola or Klopp if we miraculously appointed them, um, would come in uh, and, and save us at this point. Hodgson has taken us backwards, I think. You know, we, we uh, supposedly he's meant to bring this style of football where we're meant to look solid at the back and our game management is meant to be good but you know both of them were absolutely shocking today the first goal was soft soft defending second goal no marking at all and the, the sitter at the end was 
so frustrating. But I, I change it now. I bring in I don't know whoever's going to come in for next season: Martinez, Sean Dyche, whoever people want. Bring bring them in now um, and and let them only play the players who want to be in next season. I thought Saar was shocking again today. To be honest with you, uh, I thought Dennis improved a lot. Um, I thought Zhao wasn't wasn't too good today, but. On the whole, I'd only play those who, who will be here next season. Further to that, Sam, would you start introducing somebody under 23s into the squad just to give them a yeah. few premiership games? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and to Roy Hodgson's credit, um, whether his hands been forced with injuries, it's been good to see Shaq Ford on the bench the last couple of games. It'll be nice perhaps now. You know, we've got a game at Man City next week um, where, you know, we're not going to pick up anything realistically. You know, anything below five or six is, is a positive, but... Oh, uh, you know, perhaps play him and see what he can do because we might as well. He'll probably be here next season and uh, I'm sure he can, you know, put a lot more effort in than, than we have seen from certain other players recently. Brilliant, Sam. As always, thank you, sir. I mean, Cheers, I, thought, I, Cheers, I, I, I thought from a tactical point of view today and have thought about it for, for a little while uh, to, to boot, and it'd be, easy, it'd be good to get anybody's take on this, is the fact that everything, every time we get the ball, everything seems impromptu. There doesn't seem to be a, you've got the ball in this position and an understanding of where we're going to go, what 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 supporting players in and around are going to do. Yeah, um, particularly going forward. Sorry to jump in there. No, um, right, it's, right. it's going forward with that front three. I think that was a point uh, in the first half. I think Jao Pedro picked up the ball on the halfway line in the centre circle and he just had no idea what to do with it. And eventually someone caught up with him. I'm not sure who it was. Um, but he had sort of Dennis going off one side, Saar off the other. And he's kept on holding it, not sure where to go, not sure, you know, who the runners were. And I think it's, you know, those patterns of play that, are, you know, are really making us struggle this season. But as always, uh, love these uh, post-match chats and, uh, yeah, appreciate letting me on. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> historically, because of, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, mentioning it because uncle's in the u.s and ed who will get on is also in the u.s but um back in the 90s when when we suddenly had u.s kind of college soccer teams suddenly coming over here you saw a team that was incredibly well drilled you know it would go to the goalkeeper it go to the fullback we progressed through and then we played and everything was literally by a by like a pattern of play that was that was synchronized and they didn't have the understanding that you get in in european football or in south american football which is playing off the cuff so you'd literally go and kind of mark the right back and everything would fall down because they didn't have the ability to play impromptu but somewhere between the two lies, you know, the sort of improvisation that you'll see from uh, a Salah or a Mane or a Man City. But there's also a pattern of play that is instilled. It's a framework that they kind of build off to know that I've got the ball in this position. You know, Zinchenko is going to be overlapping or whoever's playing is going to be where. And that does seem uh, appear to have been very, very absent. I'm going to go to Thomas because Thomas has been waiting on for quite some time. Thomas, I'm just letting you in there. Hello, Thomas, how are you? Oh, well, depressed after that. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, on the tube, there might be some noise. Um, I mean, where to begin? Two last-minute goals against one club in a season. I know, remember, I went Brentford away. That was just painful earlier in the season. And now it's happened again. I I think we, we had hope for so much of the game. And we keep doing this. It happened at Leeds last week. We were in it for a decent majority of the game 60 minutes maybe we had hope and then we just go and blow it away it's a cla- uh, carelessness really I don't know we're definitely going down that's all I know 
I think that's I think that's definitely the case. But mind you, I've been saying that since January. Yeah. And, I, and 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 I say I say Uncle Rob is, is negative. I've been saying this since January. Good grief. Although I was right, but there we go. Um let's get uh, uh, uh Thomas, that's, that's that's a great first call. Stay where you are because we'll just see uh, let's just let Greg in um and see if he's got any observations from today. Greg just letting you in there, although we've got the old spinning wheel of uh spinning wheel of death. Oh, there you go. Greg, you there, far away. Hello, Peter, hello everyone. Hello, sir. Hello, hello there. <laughs> oh, what's, what's your post mortem on the day so far? Oh yeah, well, I don't really, I don't even want to discuss the match. You know, I do. So oh, we are where we are. We are where, where we are. One point I did want to make: we are Watford FC. We talk about the amount of games that we've lost on the trot, but let's not. We are in the Premier League, and we have no God-given right to be in the Premier League. Graham Taylor always said, if we were a top 30 club, we are punching above our weight. That's all I'll say on, 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 on that subject. Second subject, I sit very near Scott Dutsbury, and I can assure you that man cares. I, wa- I watched him all afternoon, and he cares. That's on, that's on Scott. My final point, I had a 20-minute discussion with Luther tonight after the game. And I'll share with any of you offline what he said, but I wouldn't talk on, on an, on, on an op, open forum. I, I, I started it off by saying to him, hey, Luther, were your ears burning the other night? And he said, oh, well, what was said? I, I don't, anyway, we, we had a long conversation about the ambassador situation, blah de da da As I say, I t- there's something fundamentally wrong with our DNA. There is something fundamentally wrong with, with our DNA if Luther feels the way that he feels. Yeah, that's... Oh, I also bumped into Gianluca Nani uh, out, out, outside the grounds, and he said uh, Martinez is on the list. Ah, so, I mean, for anybody who isn't aware, Gianluca Nani was the technical director when the Pozzos first took over. He was a former Brescia coach. I've got a, I've got a coaching video with Nani when he was <laughs> about 12 or something, I don't know. And he was he was a coach of some repute, but went on to the kind of technical director side. So he's still involved with the Potso Network, or no, is he, he saying that informally? He was there watching today. Uh, I bumped into him in the club shop and had a photograph with him. And I said to him, you still speak to his English, is pretty poor. I said, you still speak Gino? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. I said, tell him Diego Martinez is our man. He said uh, something like, oh, yes, uh, and he pointed to the sky like high on list on list. So uh, who knows? Who knows? Good stuff, Greg. Sir, that's 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 some some super stuff. We've got a few people waiting. So Oz, I'm just going to let you in. One thing I will just say, Oz, um, you can come off of uh, off of mute at the bottom there, just pressing the mic button, and uh, and tell us what uh, tell us what your thoughts are, sir. How are you? All right, uh, not too bad at all. I'm not, I'm pretty good actually. Um, Good man. Was, Good man. I was going to say that um, this is the first game that I've watched live now since the Norwich game because I've just I've just given up to be honest. And but I I wouldn't watch the game, but I still tune into you and Omar. And I just like to say thank you to you guys for for doing what you do. I mean, if the club showed half the passion that the people on this space showed, we'd be doing a lot better than we currently are. But um, and also I'd like to say to the guys who are in the fan committee, you're the right people to do that job. I know you've had a, you've had a lot of flack, and it's completely undeserved. Because if the club want to improve their communication, you speak to people who've got some reach. You don't speak to 
a fan who knows the guy who he sits next to in the in the rookery end. You you, you speak to you guys. So all respect to you guys, and and I feel for you for all the all the flack you've taken because it's completely undeserved. But um, talking about the game and talking about the the team, the the problem we've got is I just look at our midfield, and if you've got like Kushka, Kushka today, he was one of our be- uh, one of our better midfielders. And if you've got a player, I agree. If you've got a player like Kuchka and Sissoko being your best midfielders, you're in trouble to start with, because I see them as like. I remember, like, go back to the nineties. I remember, like, Steve Palmer. If he was ever our best player in midfield, our midfield shocking. You know, they're they're supposed to be those guys that you don't notice in the game. But Kuchka stood out as being the outstanding player, and that shouldn't be the case for a guy in his position. He should be one of the guys who sweeps things up and get moves started, and then you forget about him. Also, for me, disappointing was was Dennis. He scored the goal, which covered up his deficiencies, which were every time he got the ball, he never released anybody. You know, as soon as it got to him, play breaks down. And I I actually found him more disappointing than Saar. I mean, for enough, Saar's coming back from injury. We've relied on him so heavily in the past, but 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 Dennis today, we could have we could have done a lot more if he just looked up and released the ball a bit quicker. And finally, that's all I'd say to to beat us, all you need to do is have a eleven players on the pitch because Brentford didn't do anything today. Leeds didn't do anything in particular. As long as you've got eleven men standing on the pitch, Watford are going to give you the win. You know, so we can't expect. I I I thought we'd given we we were relegated even before New Year, to be honest with you. And I was just kind of really sticking it out because I'd watch the game and then I could contribute or listen to you guys and. Basically, you're the guys who keep me going and keep me connected to the club, because oh, oh my God, Oz, if we're if we're what's keeping you going, <laughs> you've got to get you've got to get out more. To it. No, no, thank you so much. That's that. Well, first of all, that is so kind. Thank you, thank you for the point of that. Obviously, the stuff that an FPL, I can see you there. You're going to be in in just a minute, mate. Um, it, there's. There was obviously over the last week an awful lot of angst over, you know, the supporter committee or construct. Um, And we spoke about that on this last week. We put out, um, I basically interviewed uh, Justin and Carl in midweek. We put it out as a podcast with over an hour's worth of kind of, look, this is what happened. This is how it started off. And But you can understand why supporters were, you know, let's face it, we've had a bloody horrible season uh, or, or two, if you if you discount the uh, the championship season. Uh, and you can understand why everybody is, you know, could 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 quite understandably go. Oh, I'm just going to park it for till till next season. But yeah. people don't. It's their it's their love and it's their passion. But obviously, when they kind of came in and they went after people such as Sam and Carl, because there was a lot of suggestion that the the, the media guys, well, you know, you you like you like being the centre of attention, and it's like, well, if you think about that for just one second, we're media people. The last thing we want to do is know something and not tell something. No, 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 no. To, to be honest, I quite, I quite like being the centre of attention. I'm not going to lie. He does, he does, he does. He loves it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Carl. Always, always cropping in with something helpful. Thank you. Um, but if you think about it, all, all the supporter groups are designed to exactly as you said, have a bit of reach, disseminate information. We, we like this this format because it allows people to come in and say what they think no matter how many games they've seen no matter how long they've supported the club no matter you know if, if they've been you know 40 plus years like me or uncle or we've we've had uh, younger people coming on and telling us what what they've thought and they have been you know really really excellent 
I came can I, can I just very quickly thank Oz for the kind words about the, uh, the the supporters committee thing? If you've listened to our podcast that we recorded on Wednesday and released on Thursday, basically Peter goes through every point that's come through in the minutes, and we discuss our uh, thoughts and our how we interpreted each of those while we were there. It's, if you've listened to it, thank you very much. If you haven't, give it a listen because. It basically tells you, or we tell you, what we took away from that meeting. Um, we didn't know it was going to be the first meeting of a supporters committee. That wasn't how it was sold to us. That's probably the most important point. It wasn't, guys, we're going to have a supporters committee. Come along, see what you think. That wasn't how it was sold to us at all. First, we knew that we were on a committee was when I was I was told by a neighbour, oh, you're on a committee then, are you? And I had to look at the Watford website and go, oh, I see. They've told everybody we were at this meeting. So... But one thing that I think is quite important is we can remain independent and critical of the club. We will remain. We, we will remain. We yeah, will remain. Yeah, there's not a question of, oh, well, now you're involved in this. You can't speak out against this. You can't speak out against... Yes, we can, and we will. Um, it, it's just the way that we do things. We started off the podcast as fans, not necessarily as media people, if you like, but as fans. Unfortunately, by having a podcast, you end up being sort of dragged into the whole media side of things. That's that's understandable. But at the heart of everything that we do is as a fan and as someone that loves Watford Football Club. Um, and and that's, that's basically the essence of what Do Not Scratch Your Eyes stands for, certainly. And, and, that's, and, that, and that's how we'll continue to go going forward as well. It's not going to be, oh, well, you know, you're in with the club now. No, we're not. We go to certain meetings. doesn't mean we're in with the club. Um, so for anybody that's kind of thought that this could change their output, none of that's going to happen. It's going to stay exactly as it always has been. End of rant. No, I like a rant. That rant should be longer. Well, I've had enough of the ranting now. I'll let you that's get on good. with it, Peter. That's good. That's good. Uh, Mal, I've just let you in, sir. If you would uh, come off and mute. And FPL, I'll let you in. You're back there. We will get you in straight after Mal. Hi. Mal, Mal what would you like to say, sir? Hi. Um, just like to say, uh, I agree with us. Even though we're, with our disastrous season, it is yourselves, tailor-made army, you ones that cheer us up after our disastrous results and I'd just like to thank you Justin, Carl, take a bow God, God bless you sir, God bless you I'm stood in the pub here celebrating with you, God bless you Yeah, and, and Carl versus the world has got to be put on the TV it's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, listen Carl versus the world can never be put on the TV because they can't explain how shit I am at uh, what for knowledge. <laughs> love it, love it, love the banter. <laughs> well, the, the the season one finale comes out on, um, I think it's Monday night. For, so for anybody who's commuting on a Tuesday morning or wants to listen to it, Monday night uh, comes the finale. A rematch against a titan of uh, of the game. Uh, some, somebody who has been on beforehand, but uh, was 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 done down by by a, a level of inefficiency and corruption that uh, that the Potsos couldn't do, but but I was able to deliver. Uh, Carl, sir, you're, you're either adding excellent pub effects or, or you're <laughs> or you're in the loudest pub known to man. No, I'm still in the pub. Yeah, we're in the uh, we're in the market tavern. Uh, obviously, Holyrood Church. You guys know it. Uh, we're just, um, well, we're, we're drowning our sorrows, quite honestly. Quite right, too. So go, go on uh, go on mute for a little bit, if you would. Um, 
Mal, thank you so much, sir. Anything else you want to say uh, about today and this week? And then we will come to FPL, who I think FPL you should be in by now. So that's great. You can come off that. Mal, anything else you want to add, sir? And thank you so much for the kind comments. It's just a typical Watford week. And um, and really looking forward to playing City next week. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if, if any one thing will get us through, it's a refusal to look facts in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agree, Mal, 100%. Thank Mal, you very much. You are a star. Thank you. FPL, sir, you've been waiting an awful long time. If you want to click the uh, the mic button at the bottom and uh, tell us what you're thinking, sir. Oh, thanks for letting me on, lads. Um, not at all. As you can imagine, my croak, my voice is croaking because of the shouting, not just encouragement, but also frustration today. Um, it has been a roller coaster of an afternoon, and ultimately, I think that game has summed up our season quite, quite poignantly. What I will say is the defence just make errors, and that, despite however well what we play going forward and I thought Hassan Kamara today was superb, but ultimately it just doesn't amount to anything because at the end of the day, we don't take chances. That chance crucially missed just before the Brentford goal. And then also when we do concede, we do concede from set pieces. And there was that chance where Brentford whipped it in um, and, oh, sorry, Watford whipped it in and Brentford, I think it came off Janssen and then went out for a corner and that, could have easily gone in for an own goal. And it was just that moment, I think, on its own, summed up our season. Great intentions, lacking quality in the fact that we actually can't have the shot ourselves and it comes off a Brentford player, but just not enough. And even an own goal isn't isn't given to us with, with that chance that goes goes wide. So ultimately, a very, very frustrating result. But I think performance-wise... We have not seen the Vic bouncing like that since probably when we went and got the equaliser home to Palace, which feels like an absolute age ago. So there's a lot to take from today, but ultimately, ultimately, that's the writing on the wall in terms of the result, I think. No, I agree completely. And, uh, and good points well made. I mean, fundamentally, we were talking about the fact that, you know, when we get the ball and we're moving forward, everything looks like it's off the cuff. Nothing looks really very planned. And when teams attack us, and they don't, let's face it, they didn't do a huge amount of attacking today. We had more time um, on on the ball and more possession than, than they did. But we just look like we've got such a glass jaw, and we're ready to uh, ready ready to crumble, uh, which is which is which is dreadful. Would you agree with all of that? Sir? For sure, for sure. I think the, the worst thing about these these games that we're losing, I think of who we've lost against: Brighton, mm-hmm. Crystal Palace, Leeds. Um, these are teams that aren't that special. They're a five out of ten most weeks, and they've done enough to stay up. Fair enough, fair enough to them. They've won the games that they've needed to, but we have made them look so much more of a team than they really are, and that's because of our inability to see out games and our inability to be competitive in games. And that honestly is why we're going to be relegated because we have just not been in the right mindset for these games against the smaller teams, so-called smaller teams, and that will see us relegated. It won't be the defeat <laughs> against Liverpool and the, and the inevitable defeat against Man City next season, the, the 19-0 defeat. It will be the games against Leeds that we haven't got ourselves up for, the Norwich game we haven't got ourselves up for. So I think that's where the problem lies. And the problem that I see is that we don't start games well. So that always puts us on the back foot. 
And that always means we're, we're, we're chasing the game. And then even when we go back into it, we, we never seem to kick on from that point. You know, when, when we scored and Dennis, when that goal went in, it was great irony, wasn't it? When the Brentford fans chanting, sit down, shut up, and we chant back the same thing. Um, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. If we switch off like we did for the first goal and like we did for the second, you pay for it. And that is, football is cruel sometimes, but we, we, we just switch off too, too often. Football is cruel always. FPL, thank you, sir. That, uh, Roberto, great, some great points. For me, for me, I thought the uh, the real kind of twisted it was when we missed, uh, you know, uh, King missed it or hit the post and then uh, uh, loser went out. And the Brentford fans, who are having a wonderful season and fair play to them, uh, you know, no problems with that, started chanting, that's why you're going down. And we all kind of looked at it and then we conceded the goal. And everybody turned around to the Brentford fans and they didn't sing it. But we all went, no, 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 no. That's why we're going down, because it's in both boxes where we've got this problem. We don't know whether or not the Potsos will stay. We don't know whether or not Duxbury is definitely in charge. He says he is. You know, we, pre- we presume that that's the case. Some people will want them to go. Some people will still say, be careful what you wish for. Some people, including myself, every time Uncle Ron says the words Bassini, will suck air through our teeth. But I think we all know that something's not right. People have used the words, there's something wrong with the DNA at the club. We have a a bona fide legend. I mean, the bona fide legend who is clearly, you know, not as welcome at the club as really he should be. You know, a man who, let's face it, deserves a statue for, for, for what he's done for the club. It would be great to see that come back and everything start to heal. We'll see if that starts uh, starts next week. In the meantime, guys, we're going to close the spaces down now. Thank you so much for all the comments, both for and against the current regime. All of those comments have been really, really appreciated. It's about what you guys think, because at the end of the day, the club is the supporters. End of. We're the ones who'll be here in, in six months, six or 60 years, whichever way. So thank you so much. I'll call it to an end now. Have a great Easter weekend, everybody. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.